6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. We are learning more details about what happened leading up to last week's deadly shooting on the set of the movie Rust. Actor Alec Baldwin shot and killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins and injured director Jeff Souza in the accident. Take a listen to the latest. Well, if you wonder why the markets were up higher today. That's not the latest. Hold on a second. It is this one. When the deadly shooting happened, Alec Baldwin was rehearsing a scene set in a church, practicing drawing a gun, reaching across his body to pull the weapon out. That according to a search warrant affidavit containing interviews with director Joel Souza, who was shot, and cameraman Reed Russell. Russell told authorities the camera was not rolling when the gun went off, killing cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Russell also described Baldwin as being very careful with weapons on set, and the actor was told the gun did not contain any rounds, live or blank, when it was handed to him. Jason Nathanson, ABC News. Now, Troy, Troy Ruptash is an Alberta-born, Los Angeles-based director, writer, and actor who's appeared in Mad Men, A Law and Order, Prison Break. Most recently, of course, you'll remember him as the writer and director of They Who Surround Us, which he also starred in, shot pretty much all in Vegreville. It was, uh, it was huge news around here. Troy joins us this afternoon. Troy, thanks for making time for me this afternoon. Oh, thank you for having me, Jalen. Uh, I wish it wasn't. I uh, wish we weren't talking yeah. about this. I mean, we've always had such fun conversations in the past. But when you heard the news, what, what went through your mind? First of all, just total shock. I woke up in the morning and saw a picture of Helena. Well, actually, I saw a post that a friend of mine did that said "Rest in Paradise," and I was so confused. And I quickly Googled it and mm. read what happened and. I'm still having a difficult time processing it. Um, it just is shocking and tragic and horrific. You um, you had been in contact with Helena for yeah. uh, They Who Surround Us. Yeah, she was on a list of, you know, ones to watch in terms of uh, DOPs. And when I looked at the list and saw that she was also Ukrainian, of course, I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I have to meet with her. So... I reached out to her and she read the script and really loved it and we met and had a wonderful afternoon talking about the script and the possibility of her coming on as the director of photography and um, you know when we ended up pushing she took another job and was not able to uh, she was no longer available but um, yeah it's just so tragic and yeah. Troy, uh, your, one of your Facebook posts that caught my eye on the weekend, which is mm-hmm. why I contacted you, you said one of the main things that I've so far not heard mentioned by anyone in the press is that the firearm, firearms that are being used on a, on a, on a set, have to be cleared every time it leaves and then returns to the actor to use. And that means a visual clearance of the chamber. Can you go through that process with us? What does that look like? Yeah, I'm so happy to be able to talk not happy i'm just i welcome the opportunity to be able to share this with you and your listeners because it was infuriating to me because i kept hearing even in the latest news that you just played mm-hmm. they keep saying that baldwin was handed in the weapon and told it was cold or clear yeah. and that is not that's not following any type of protocol that i've ever been used to what what is supposed to happen is that Each and every time the weapon leaves the actor's hands and then comes back to them, there has to be a visual clearance and confirmation of the clearance uh, with the actor uh, and the armorer. So, So in other words, 
if I do a take where I fire the weapon and then they reset, of course, I hand the weapon right away to the armorer. And then before we get ready to go again, they have to come over to me again, even if they've done this already, open the chamber, show me that the chamber is clear. I have to, when I am satisfied that the chamber is clear, I confirm, I say clear, and then you know that it's clear. So to me, I, I just was baffled by the fact that this was, was not being brought up at all. We're, we're hearing, we're hearing, you know, reports of, um, you know, disruption on the set, and we're we're hearing reports of safety concerns in the weeks prior. I mean, you know, you have worked on many sets over the years, mm -hmm. Troy. Um, I mean, that has to be, you know, safety has to be the pri uh, priority. And so, when you're hearing stuff like that, it, it just must be a little mind-boggling to you. Mind-boggling and terrifying because. Yeah. You know, something has to change. And even the fact, like, I'm a little troubled by what I've been hearing in the reports. And again, I don't know, but, you know, I keep hearing that the production company, the Russ production company, was not aware of any official complaints mm. on this first AD. But part of me wonders is there a difference between official complaints and, well, they knew about it, but there wasn't an official complaint or something. So even stuff like that, it's like, and, and the AD should never touch the weapon. That's mm -hmm. the other thing. The AD should never touch the weapon. It should only be the armorer and the, or any, and any of their assistants and then the talent, you know, once it's been cleared. So that's the other thing. I mean, I'm, I'm confused by the fact that Alec Baldwin would be handed a gun and take someone's word for, you know, the fact that it's clear. Troy, um, when you've handled weapons on sets, when you've had to use one for whatever show, whatever film that you have been mm -hmm. in, I mean, I, I can't imagine. I mean, you, you look at it and you say, okay, it's it's clear, and you, and you say verbally it's clear. You've looked at it. But, I mean, is there ever that second, that, that pause in the back of your head? Your head? I mean, it, it must be such a heightened sense of... Oh. Like, yes. right, like it's, I don't even know how to it, verbalize it. Yeah, it's completely heightened. And in a way, it ought to be because you want to be so vigilant about what's happening. So, but yeah, every time, I mean, I've had to do it quite a few times over the years on many different shows. And every time it's about to happen, it's so rigid and controlled and as it should be. You know, but it's always a little nerve-wracking because, you know, it's, like, quiet, and mm. they come over, they show me the chamber, they make sure I know that it's clear, they make sure everyone else knows that it's clear, and then they say, you know, so... So the fact that this just seems like... And the other thing that at first I thought that when I first read about it and heard about it, they said it was during a rehearsal. Mm. And even that... But then I found out today, I think I read somewhere, that he was just practicing mm -hmm. with the gun. Mm. So it wasn't even like... I, I just there's just so much about this I don't understand. Yeah, a lot of a lot of questions. Yeah, a lot of questions, yeah. and there's going to be, um, of course, you know, extensive investigation. And I keep, you know, get texts from my listeners saying, you know, did we not learn anything from, you know, the Brandon yeah. Lee accident back in in 1993? I go further back to John Eric Hexum back in 1985, 86, around there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there there's been comments today, Troy, and, and by the way, Troy Reptash joining me this afternoon, uh, director. 
writer, actor, um, and he's been on the show numerous times over the past couple of years as you produced and and, and did your film, They Who Surround mm-hmm. Us, right here in, in Alberta, which there would have been guns on that set, were they not? Yes. 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 For the flashback sequences, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, and you you always yeah you you have to be so careful. And the other thing I wanted to bring up was that, and I finally heard an armorer mention this on one of the networks today that, and he said he gets sort of criticized or kind of uh, ridiculed a little bit because he will only work with weapons that have been modified, mm. which means that they can't even take. You can't even like put in a cartridge, a regular cartridge, but not all armorers insist on working with modified weapons. They feel like, oh, we should be able to use the real weapons and we're safe and we're careful. So that's the other thing that clearly another thing that was not taken care of on this there's there was a comment today and i think it was um it was it was i think it was from the uh, the film chief's uh, electrician but from people on the on the set saying you know what it's not necessarily about about laying blame although people want to know what happened and and, and mm-hmm. obviously figured out but it's a quote a bigger conversation about safety on set and what we are trying to achieve with that culture there's been talk about you know the future how how uh, what does this mean for guns on set moving Moving forward, where do you think, when we talk about the bigger conversation and, and the culture on set, where do you think this might lead? Well, I'm hoping where it will lead is that there will never be any any real guns needed to be on set, which there isn't the necessity for that now. I mean, I just heard about uh, on the Kate Winslet show, Mayor of Easttown, mm-hmm. where they did the whole thing and and agreed to not have any live wep- any weapons at all it can all be done uh, in vfx afterwards yeah. you don't need to have real guns even modified guns on set anymore Hmm. So I'm hoping that that's where it's leading. Troy Ruptash joining me this afternoon. Troy, I want to thank you for joining me today and, um, you know, shedding some light on on what happens on a set and and raising some of those important questions um, that need to be answered. And hopefully we'll get some answers and the family gets some answers, most importantly, uh, Mm -hmm. in the the months ahead. Thanks for this, Troy. Let's, Let's talk again soon. Thank you so much, Jalen. Okay, take care. Troy Reptash, uh, who is an L.A.-based director, writer, actor. You've seen him in Mad Men. You've seen him in Law & Order. You've seen him in Prison Break. And, of course, we we talked a lot over the past uh, number of years about They Who Surround Us, which was filmed out uh, in Vegreville and has gone on to um, quite a bit of acclaim. But Troy joining us this afternoon saying, hey, you know what? By all accounts, from what I've heard, doesn't sound like the proper rules were followed or the rules that I've always worked on that are very, very stringent, that all clear, you look. And then the actor says, clear. There's that there's that visual confirmation and then another verbal one from the actor as well. Again, lots of questions. Um, and we'll keep you updated as we do right here on 630 Chad.